From locking in new clients with proposals and contracts to automated invoicing and making sure you get paid, Harlow has you covered. Harlow is built by freelancers for freelancers, so they truly understand how you work and what you need to run a thriving freelance business. With Harlow, you can send professionally designed proposals with integrated e-signatures to get your projects kicked off with ease, easily invoice clients and accept payments with the click of a button, get a single view of all your clients and all related documents, meetings, and tasks, stay on top of your projects and to-dos, and track your time all in one place. Gone are the days of managing your business in spreadsheets, forgetting to invoice, and generally feeling scattered. Harlow is here to help solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. Get started today at meetharlow.com. Big thank you to them for sponsoring this season of the Creative Class Podcast. Thanks, Harlow. So in today's episode, Mike and I are going to be talking about how to deal with burnout as a freelancer. And we were laughing before we started recording because we were both like, how do you deal with burnout? It's something that we also are dealing with. And Mike, we've been talking about it a lot off and on. I feel like for the past six months, maybe even longer than that, maybe since the beginning of this year. I know that for me personally, during the pandemic, I did nothing but work because there was nothing else to do. So I just kind of like stayed home and and worked as much as I could. And then when things started to open back up, I was like, all the travel, let's do all of the speaking engagements, get out in the world. And that was great until I killed that because I overdid it. And now I'm, I'm kind of back in the burnout boat uh, for a variety of reasons. A couple of them being, I just don't feel super motivated right now. It's my favorite time of year. It's fall in the Midwest. So I just want to be outside. And I feel like I'm at year nine. So I've been doing this for a long time and I just am kind of in a rut creatively. I'd love to really unplug for maybe two to three weeks and do no work. And maybe that would get my brain to reset. So we can talk about some strategies for getting past burnout a little bit more. But I want to ask you, first of all, are you dealing with this? And if so, like what things are you doing to combat burnout? Yeah. So I'm sorry. First to say, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you're continuing to struggle like with this because I know it's been like an up and down thing, but maybe we can yeah. talk through some of it in this episode. So I look at in my experience, I kind of right now I'm in a creative rut, but for me, that doesn't actually always mean burnout. And mm. because I've experienced one burnout where I was just fucking miserable. Um, and that was like, off the off the coattails of the pandemic right because a lot of free a lot of freelancers right like started getting pumped with work in the beginning of the pandemic a lot of us didn't have like systems in place to handle the amount of client over like overload that was coming in mm-hmm. but we're in it we that was even more uncertain than this potential recession that we're coming into is like we had no idea what was going to happen so i was just like pulling in work from everywhere. I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, I do landing page copy all of a sudden. I was like, I do this, (laughs) I do that. I I did everything because I was like, I don't know what's going on in the world and I'm scared and I'm concerned. And I like, what the hell is happening, right? Felt like everything was falling apart. And you know, like that compounded over time just caused like chronic stress, right? Like in mm-hmm. just trying to manage deadlines, I was getting up at five against my own will because I just had so much to do during the day. Now I do it on my, I learned from that though. Now I wake up at five because I enjoy it. 
but nice. I don't always work right away. Um, but I did like, I was getting up, I was working all freaking day long. And the reason why freelancers are so susceptible in general to burnout is because it's easier for us to find attractive opportunities, economic opportunities. So, cause we can right? if we just add one more client, that's always it. If you just add one more client, you can make this amount over the next year or the next mm-hmm. six months. So we like, yes, like there's like employee burnout, there's like leadership, you know, there's, but, but freelancers in general are more prone because we're in control of our own economic opportunities. We have to access every opportunity. We have to see how to like take advantage of an opportunity. In other words, you know, like it just becomes emotionally taxing to have to do all that. And especially again, when you're trying to manage the workload, manage the outreach, meet everyone's expectations. And it definitely pulls away from like your own happiness and the whole reason why you started doing this in the first place. So getting to the point, I experienced right now, I was like, I was feeling a little creative rut recently. And I think like, I'm just like, all right, like where, where can I expand my business into next? But I experienced like true burnout, right? Like kind of like, I, depending on when you consider the, and I don't know even what you would call it, but later on in the pandemic. I experienced like a really bad burnout. Like I was cranky all the time. Like I hated my life. I hated everything around, you know what I mean? Like I'd never left the house because I was fucking working all the time, you know, and trying to, and trying to manage everyone's expectations of me, but I never managed my own expectations of myself, you know? So working long hours, too much time in front of the screen, constantly answering client slacks or emails or, you know, and never really taking a true vacation. So, so yes, so I've definitely been there. And from that big burnout phase though, like I kind of learned how to not do that again in a way. So maybe that's maybe some things like I want to kind of talk about in this one is how to yeah. not do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we'll definitely get into some, some strategies too. Before we do that though, just to quickly give some context on the burnout I was dealing with. So I, like you was feeling uncertain. So was just taking on a ton of projects, was working way too many hours every day, a ton of, a ton of time in front of the screen. My body hurt, my brain hurt. I also was cranky. I just felt generally unhappy. And I went from having one boss at a full-time job to having like 50 bosses, not 50, that's an Mm -hmm. exaggeration, but so many bosses, so many people I was responsible to. And so I got shingles twice, stress-induced shingles. Mm -hmm. That was kind of my body saying like, hey, maybe pump the brakes a little bit, take it easy. So it definitely impacted my health. And I think it also has really impacted my motivation to just do good work. So something I really pride myself on is delivering consistent quality work. And that's why I've been able to Mm -hmm. do this for so long. That's why people send me referrals. And when that starts to tank or at least drop off, that's really bad for my business. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I have to do all this work because of the money and the opportunity because it's endless, right? And if you're self-motivated, you're like, oh, great. I can make a million dollars. I can make so much money. <laughs> but the reality is there's there's major trade-offs that come with that. And you're only one person. Even if you're outsourcing stuff, you can only do so much in a day. And unless you want to be sitting in your chair in front of your computer for 12 hours a day, you really have to instill some boundaries. So speaking of boundaries, I would love to hear some of the things that have worked for you as far as managing this and just becoming a healthier work-life balance type person. Yeah. And 
before before I get into the healthier work life balance person, I do if I think the mental and physical symptoms of burnout kind of differ between each person. So I'm just gonna briefly skim over them just in case like you're like, am I sure. feeling burnt out? Am I not feeling burnt out? So some of like the common mental ones are the inability to switch off. And this is a big, big creeper, right? Mm. Like when you cannot, even when you say it's 5.30 or six or whatever, whatever time you're done with work, I don't know. But, and you cannot actually transition out and relax. That was the biggest killer for me during COVID. Yep. Cause I was like, I ain't going anywhere. There's no concert, right. there's yeah. no nothing. Like, so inability to switch off. Another one was not being very present for like your friends mm. or your family or, you know, any of your interests really, like not being aware of them. Um, so if you're starting to feel like, on the edge of stuff for your partner or, you know, whatever is like, are you, are you here? You know, like, are you still yeah. <laughs> around? Because I feel like you're just totally gone. You're like, yes, I'm thinking about work. I'm sorry. <laughs> Things like brain fog, inability to focus, struggling with just like single tasks. And, you know, I'll, it's, I've seen a lot of people talking about how like developing like ADHD I've seen a lot of conversations about that and I'm not a medical doctor. I have no place to comment on it, but there is like a similarity between this increase in burnout throughout the pandemic and the amount of people talking about that they can't focus on things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether the two, the two may be related, may not, but I just pointing that out because that's a big thing. Like, you know, maybe you have ADHD or ADD, or maybe you're just struggling because you're burned, you know? And then anxiety and depression, right? Like feeling tense all the time and tired or just pe general panic beyond the Sunday scaries. Like you yeah. wake up and I feel like, like been life in that is scary. Like nine years. <laughs> nine years. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Should you so be this giving this talk about me. burnout? No. <laughs> yeah. This for you. Yeah. And then because you're tense and anxious all the time, you know, you don't sleep, you're tired hormonal changes can take place. And these are like studied, like physical symptoms, tension, headaches, joint pain. So what we're saying is you really need to get to get it together. You know, if you're feeling this yeah. way, like don't let it, don't let it continue on. There is like a honeymoon phase where you don't think you're burnt out. So that's why I wanted to put the like list out yeah. the signs because you may be thinking like, oh, I'm just a little anxious. You know, it's a Sunday scary, uh -huh. but maybe it's not, yeah. you know? Body keeps the score. It does. It does. And it never forgets. So, so for me, where did work-life balance come into play? So for me, the biggest part was, again, like, I think it was starting to affect the quality of work. Like you were saying, like, I noticed like the stuff that I just didn't care at the end of it. Um, I was just like, I was breezing through work at the end. I was just submitting whatever, because I was like, I don't care. I just need to get it done. You know, I started like just being on this path of like getting stuff done versus doing it well. And I can be a perfectionist and I really want to do things well, right? Like you said, it's also like it increases your referrals. So what I kind of did was I tapered down the amount of clients I had, raised my prices and gave myself very strict guidelines as to when I can and cannot work. And that's for myself. Like not like I don't even consider client like and I don't, I'm going to word it wrong, but like clients don't tell me when I can talk to them. Like, I don't even like, it's not even a question of what time zone they're in or I don't care. Like, this is when you will speak with me. Otherwise, like we're not talking, yeah. so, but I wasn't good at that. You know, I was checking Slack at night. I was, good. so for me, what really helped was not taking on 11, 12 clients at one time. That's a good start. 
making, you know, raising your prices and then shutting off my notifications was a big one. And that was, that was a big anxiety. Like it had two types of anxiety. Like I was getting anxiety because I was always getting emails, always getting Slack messages. I don't have a lot of social media anyway, but I never did Twitter notifications. So I never, I never deal with that. But email and Slack was just like constant. And I would wake up and I would check my emails right away. Cause you know, working with people in the UK, like that stuff comes in in my mornings, like my stuff comes in on their mornings. And it was just totally insane. So I cut off that. That was the biggest bound. And that was right. And then I, I had anxiety at first. I was like, oh my God, what if I miss an email? But then I was like, wait a second. I don't care if I miss an email. It's not the end of the fucking world. Like I'm not like, I'm not out there like saving you know people i'm not saving the right. world it's not by that doing serious. This freelance work. it's not that yeah. serious so the start for me was definitely shutting off notifications and then which is something i want to talk to you about because i know that you're good at this choosing clients carefully so that was kind of mm-hmm. also one way to prevent the amount like the burnout that i was feeling was because i was writing in a lot of different industries at that time also during covid like i said so like It wasn't, I can write really good, really like I can write faster than average, I think. So for me, writing long form is fine, but I was taking on a lot of other like types of work that it would take me forever to finish it. And then I was getting tired because I couldn't meet this deadline or that deadline. So yeah, right. Like kind of choosing my clients a little more carefully. And that's something I know that you're really good at. So I kind of want to see what you have to say in that sense. Are you managing your business or using multiple tools? Or are you still using spreadsheets in your notebook to stay on top of work? It's probably time to upgrade. Harlow is an all-in-one freelance tool that helps solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. With automated invoicing, proposal templates, and much more, Harlow has everything you need to run a thriving freelance business. Check it out for yourself at meetharlow.com. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that really helped me was I started implementing minimums for clients, like new clients to work with me because I was getting really busy. So I said, okay, if you would like to work with me, I require X amount of basically work per month. So it's not necessarily a retainer, but it's almost like a filtering mechanism to say like, are you willing to make this a long-term commitment and invest at least X amount of dollars and getting on my schedule that way? I've never Mm -hmm. been somebody who's been a big like pre-booker. I know that some people will do projects that they book like three months out and that gives me anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I, instead (laughs) of just been kind of filtering that way and saying, okay, here's the new requirement for if you'd like to become a client, if that's not a fit, I'm happy to refer you to somebody else. So that, that has been helpful. I think the other thing too is that you and I talked about this when we met up at the conference, we continued the conversation. You were like, you need to take a month off. And what was funny was about the time over the summer you told me to do that, my work kind of slowed down naturally. And so a lot of July, I didn't have that many projects going on. So what I did was I was like, I'm not going to sit here in front of the computer and just keep refreshing and waiting for emails to come in because I feel like I'm supposed to be here. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go hike. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to just get away from my home office because there's nothing immediate that needs to be done. So I need to take advantage of this time. And so I didn't necessarily take a month off, but I was mindful enough to like appreciate the slowdown and to not just 
be anxious about it and try to fill it with work. I just kind of let it be. And I think that that's really, really hard to do when you're a freelancer because it can be so variable. Your income goes up and down. Your projects, you just, you don't always know what your workload is going to look like. So when it's slow, your your instinct is to panic. And Mm -hmm. through your encouraging, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to take this. It must be meant to be. I need to take this time. And it was wonderful. The trouble is, I feel like it wasn't enough. I feel like I really have not ever fully unplugged since I started doing Mm -hmm. this. I, like you, am like a chronic checker of email and Slack. And and I just, I always want to be on top of things for my clients. I never want them to Mm -hmm. feel like they have to check on me or like they're waiting to hear from me. And it wasn't until about this past year that I was thinking along the lines of what you said, where it's like, it's not that serious. Like there is not a ripple effect if I don't answer this email within six hours. You know, I need to chill. I need to be okay with responding at a normal person pace. So I think that that's a big, I think that that's something to think about. Are you, are your expectations for yourself realistic or are you operating at a level that's like unnecessary, right? Yeah. And also, I mean, to your point on that, I'm so glad that you enjoyed yourself taking that time off. The second, the other point to that is like, even if you are out like on a hike or whatever, and you're still answering the email, like part of burnout is also not being able to focus on one task. So like, you're not even Mm -hmm. focused and not you in general, but even if you are like taking off, but you're still answering stuff, it has the same effect. It doesn't let you go away. You know, like I, for the first time in a very long time, I recently, I went to the beach and I actually unplugged from everything for an entire week. Yeah. And, and I can tell you, like, when I came back, I had finger fire. My fingers were on fire. I was pumped. And I love this nice. theme. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says fire fingers. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, just enjoy it, Mike. And everything doesn't need to be a business. But, <laughs> but I came back on fire and in love with what I was doing again for a little. I was like, yes. I was like, because it was just so fucking pleasurable to just not have to worry Mm -hmm. about answering emails or slack or anything and also just focusing on being there you know just focusing on being alive and like in this place at this time not worrying about anything else you know also i have to worry about the dogs because i sent them to the dog sitter so that was another that's a whole other thing yeah and yeah that was just it's such an important part and you know i think because of just the events of the past years, you know, like people are just feeling exasperated. That's not necessarily because it's like, even if you're not at work, even if you're not doing your freelance work, there is like awful things happening in the news, you know? So like your social media thing, your social media's timelines may be full of really negative things. And it's not to say you have to ignore those negative things. They're, they're part of the world, you know, like it's good to be aware of them, but it's also good to pull away from them you know like muting muting those muting the things that aren't going to bring you back up in energy right it's like the the saying of like what you put in is what you put out so if you're putting in like negative stress you know like if you're putting in negativity and stress through what you're consuming what you're reading what you're watching what's going to come out is negative and stress in your business and life in general and you're going to feel like shit who wouldn't you know 
I mean, it seems so common sense, but when you get to the day to day, we all do this to ourselves. It's become so chronic because we're so, it's like the social media and the email, it's all so enmeshed in our day to day now. Like you go anywhere Mm -hmm. and everybody's like looking at their phone nonstop. It's how we fill down spots in time. Like we have to be doing something. There's always information going in. And I think that's a really slippery slope, especially when you are a freelancer and you don't have a boss or you don't have like set office hours where you're going into a space that you work from nine to five every day. What becomes Mm -hmm. your work office is in your home and there's this blurred line and your office hours are kind of ephemeral, right? They can be anything. They can be as much as you let them be. So boundaries are really important. Having, even though you don't have PTO through an employer, giving yourself permission and time to fully disconnect as you would if you were working as a full-time employee somewhere, no one's going to do that for you. So you have to do it for yourself. You have to implement it. It's just, it's tough to do, but it's really, really important. Yeah. And I even set, when I take a break like that, I even set a payment to go through like while I'm on vacation. So like my business pays, my pay, my business pays me and I'm like, cool. I just got paid, you know, like, and it's like, it's just a way to <laughs> yeah. remind yourself, you know, like, it's like a yeah. little, a it's little okay. Upward. I'm like, oh, I got paid. I took time off and I got paid. It's, it's a mental trick. Yeah. It is. Yes. And then so Kaylee, like, this is also something that I don't know if you're aware of this, but I know you do it. But one of the other things is like delegating out tasks to, for, to yeah. free up your time. And I think also delegation includes like people, but also tools. Mm-hmm. So what are yeah. some of like the, what are some things that you could handle by yourself, but you're like, this is just like, I don't need to do this on my own anymore. You know, like I yeah. can do, I can find the resources to do it for me. Yeah. So earlier this year, I kind of did a mini audit of all the things I was doing on a day-to-day basis and anything that I didn't like doing or that pissed me off, I was like, I'm going to find a VA or somebody who can handle this because it's tedious. It's not requiring like my actual skills and expertise that I could be devoting to something else. And I just took it off my plate. So like VA type stuff, I offloaded some of that. I still handle all of my emails, but I am not as precious about it anymore. Whereas I like, I will not read every email now. If it looks like junk or it's not important, I just delete it and move on. So Mm -hmm. just speeding up efficiencies. And then I also handed off all my bookkeeping too, because I hate numbers. I don't want to do any of that. So I just outsourced it. And I basically just do a scan through it once a month and make sure it all looks good. And that's been really nice. So minor things, baby steps in the right direction, but an improvement nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a fan of accounting software too. I don't, I just, mm-hmm. all I do is print out the things that my, or, or PDF export the things my accountant yeah. asked me to do. By the way, getting an accountant, best, best, best you must. thing ever. Yeah. It's a must. You must That's what, yeah. you know, I just print out, I just PDF what they tell me and then I send it to them and Amazing. it frees up my life. A yes. few other things that I've found really work too, though, are things that where you can they're like high impact, low effort stuff, like stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to do it over and over again, you have to continue thinking about it, which is tiring. Templates for onboarding, you know, for onboarding, for briefing, whatever, you know, test projects, happy not. Also like samples and Loom videos that maybe can describe like your working relationships and, you know, just having those things Love on that. hand. Yeah. So you don't even have to think about, because mm-hmm. that's also a stressful part of freelancing is like, you know, it, you have to mat like each onboarding process is a little, you have to tweak it a little bit, but it can be the same yep. thing, but it's like, 
you want to win this client, you're going to put your emotion and your energy into it, but you can take sure. out some of that stuff to release your brain a little bit. And those are some of like the things that, that I like to do is keeping those templates on uh, and obviously contract templates and everything. So you don't even have to think about, oh, yeah. you just go and find what needs like the quick changes and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of those are, are really helpful things that you can implement right away. It's not like a big shift in your business that you have to do. It's just kind of like little incremental changes that make a really big difference as they add up. So like you said, this is going to look different for every single person, but it's something we wanted to talk about because we've both personally dealt with it. We know that a lot of people are also dealing with it. We're living in a really strange moment in time and it's just, it's top of mind for a lot of us. So hopefully this has been helpful and hopefully you're walking away with some ideas on things that you can do to try to make things feel better day to day. And yeah, hopefully that's a good jumping off point. Want to go pro with your freelancing career? Check out creativeclass.co for more information.